0: final installment of us explaining this thing that you're tired of hearing about (laughs) (laughs) Uh, with two very, very special guests, uh, by the way, from the Propaganda Report podcast. We have Monica Perez and Brad Binkley. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. How about you
1: guys?
2: Yeah, Um, well, I'm I'm feeling particularly honored uh, to have you guys on. Um, I was listening to your show back in, uh, if any of our listeners don't know who you are, basically... Back in should, 2000 back in autumn of 2019 it seems like
3: oh mm-hmm. i think we were chatting back then
2: yeah we were yeah and you yeah you called literally everything that's happened up to this point mm. when it when everyone else was it was still talking about cruise ships yeah. It, uh, <laughs> yeah it's uh it's a real honor to have you on monica thank you very much ah, for coming yeah. on you, your Brad, name uh, came Pink up Blink. in our awesome.
0: inaugural episode
3: Wow, yeah. that is an honor. Yeah, people have told me that they thought we were crazy coming out like on day one. This thing's gonna last a year, yada yada. And actually, it was only a couple of weeks after that I had. We were on terrestrial radio. I had the Monica Perez show, and. They were just walked to the door. And we're like, I guess we were totally right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of positive I had to double down at that point, but yeah, yeah it's does... like
1: every conspiracy you can think of. The, the previous show, like my, yeah. mind control, the event two hundred one, a little JFK in there, predictive programming, mm-hmm. and then the next week it was uh, all right. You guys got to go.
3: Well, we yeah. had <laughs> we we had a we were doing a podcast anyway, and the executive producer there so heard our podcast. And we're like, well, the podcast, great, bring the podcast, like that's what we want to hear. So I was like, oh, I'm totally, no problem. And yeah. then uh, the the guy above him was just like, um, <laughs>
2: right, <laughs> I think yeah. we've had
3: enough of that. Yeah, well, so, was, was it,
2: yeah, was it a thing like that? To- what happened to that TV station in Oklahoma City? Oh yeah, the, the, the Truth Tellers that
0: got bought up the by the company. The station got uh, sold,
2: and then the yeah, the they got bought up was, by the, the New York Times It was that the Times station company. got sold. Yeah, because it that, was. So tactic. What's, what's that OKC movie called? Uh, it's called um, uh, Noble Lie. A Noble Lie. A Noble Lie, yes. Lie yeah. so it's with the, the, the great movie. Alex
0: Jones, by the way, as is uh, interviewed uh, extensively in. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah but that, that was one of my first big red pills where like uh, you know I just read about um, you know Ruby Ridge and Waco and stuff and then I come across this movie and I'm like what because I was I'm old school yeah. uh, well old school I'm a young guy but I mean my fur I my I got into the 911 truth stuff like in 2004. Like, yeah, that was my first intro, and of course, you know, Alex Jones, David Icke, that kind of stuff. And um, so when I when I saw this OKC thing, I was like, oh my god, they've uh, this was that was just the trial run. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yes, they had the documents all drawn up and everything, and then there was the World Trade Center '93, right? Yeah. That had that uh, imad. Salem, Mm. this Egyptian guy who was the FBI operative in the cell. Yeah. And he he recorded the call where he calls his FBI handler and says, What the hell? What did you put real explosives in that for? People died. And then I was like, I don't know if that's like commonly heard. That I used right. to have it on my website, mm. and then WordPress took down everything—like not the words I typed in, but all the media. Right. Yeah. So I don't even know if it still exists anymore. But it was very clear they were trying to do that, and and that they probably that alone will make you wonder if they did the next yeah. one.
2: Mm. Have you read the book Heart of a Soldier? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's I forget who wrote it. But it's available on Amazon, and it's the biography of a guy called Rick Riscola who was the head of security at Morgan Stanley on the, on the day of 9-11, and uh, he it it sort a complete biography of him. It. It's very interesting, but he in in part of that was he and his friend from uh, his Vietnam war buddy had predicted. He was in 1990- right. No, he was he was U.S. Army or Marine. Oh, okay. I thought
0: he was the English guy you were talking about.
2: Yeah, he was English, but oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Uh, he became became an American citizen uh, after distinguishing himself in World War II. Mel Gibson played him in a movie called "We Were Soldiers Once and Young," Hmm. Uh, and they based Mel. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and they uh, so this guy he got out but the one guy was still left in the office and him and and another guy went back in and and they were to get him. No, they went back in to do a sweep to make sure all their guys were out and that was when it fell down, the second one. Uh, Anyway, he had predicted the 1993 bombing and it was after that he says, look, the Port Authority is useless. We have to get the the thing out of here. And they'd they'd signed a lease on a new place in New Jersey. But uh, they was they had to stay there until their lease was up, uh, which was going to be in a few months' time. Uh, but they'd also. I shouldn't predict- even laugh. Yeah. <laughs> That's
3: but, not uh, funny. Are the, you from yeah, New
0: York, Scott? No, I'm from Boston.
3: Oh, so you hate New York? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm can, not, can, not, not like the that. biggest
2: That's fan, to honest. be honest. But yeah, this guy's buddy had converted to Islam and infiltrated the mosques in New York. And they predicted the second one as well. And they told the Port Authority and Morgan Stanley and everybody about it. And that. that they just didn't do anything about it. Wonder why. So yeah, there <laughs> you go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like the FBI always having contact with these shooters that you brought up today, Monica. Every single yeah. time there was some interaction with the FBI.
2: And the Sarnayevs. Yeah.
3: That's what red pilled me. I was a yeah. red pill till twenty thirteen.
2: Yeah, well, my 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 sort of route into this was like I did just didn't pay any attention to it really. But from I mean, I guess it was before, but just from looking at history, I mean, I don't know whether uh, whether there's a grand conspiracy or not, but, you know, what, uh, Hint, just there is. studying various historical <laughs> events, it brings you to something like the Rhodes pill, which it's like, do they organise it and, and set out detailed plans or, or do they just see where things are going and act in, in mutual interest doesn't matter which one it is <laughs> it's like you know i, I think
0: i mean there's even evidence towards that latter because i mean during the time that led up to uh world war ii there was like serious dispute amongst the round table people uh as to whether they were going to appease hitler or not so yeah it does seem like they kind of just kind of you know play it as it comes yeah. but you know with an end goal in sight you know
1: yes well
3: count maybe they plan
1: 50 years 100 years in advance and they also have their micro plans too but they they the ultimate it's cliche to say but the ultimate world government is kind of the the broad plan that they have and edward Bernays would talk all the time oh, we'll about. talk about it, it him can be too. A five-year plan a 10-year plan <laughs> yeah.
0: do what we'll talk about him soon
1: <laughs> yeah a 50-year plan
3: the uh just a couple of things to comment on that was that in World War One here, so you have the like Norman Dodd and G. Edward Griffin conversation where they were talking about how the Carnegie Endowment wanted to yeah. turn America from individualistic to collectivist and they made a study over a year of how to do it. And they concluded it was to get the US involved in a war or whatever society you wanna change. So yeah. they wanted World War One to be something that the US was fighting in, but it was tooth and nail in the states whether to join the war on the side of germany or england so they fought very hard to get it on the side of england and then the lobes or whatever the german bankers suffered for that but they the number one thing was to get into the war the number two thing was which side and i think that kind of informs it and then i think to the extent that they do want to make big plans going forward they have all the benefit of the psychological and sociological studies that they do not share with us that i think the ussr mm. was the big petri dish for that because sure. they would do like human experimentations so they and can Hitler, really predict
0: what's yeah
3: and then we got those guys and we're still doing the eugenics stuff today but the so they have the psych and the sociology and stuff so they kind of know But then I I just kind of started to think that this and for the example of the twenty ten Rockefeller Foundation four scenarios for Mm. how to push technology into all four corners of the earth depending on how what the mood is, what the event is, how the people handle it, whether you want to step was that called? One, there was four of them. Okay, Lockstep, yeah, yeah, hack yeah, attack. Yeah. There were four scenarios, and the hack attack one was if you have to lock down all the countries, don't let them move around, shut down their internet so that it's a closed wall, just like China used to be or still is. Maybe yeah. you can do that and still achieve the one big goal, which in World War One was the war. But in this case, is making sure you know all the little kids in Africa code or something. I don't know, yeah, but that's yeah. the picture. Every Teach picture them. is like, and she still <laughs> code. You know, she still gets to code. So... I just I feel literally, like
0: they do the psych, the sociology and then the scenario. That that that's so funny that that uh, teaching African children to code that's literally a bit from uh the very famous Sam Hyde 2030 paradigm shift was that the way he got into the fa- to, this, to do this fake TED talk was he said he was a philanthropist that went to Africa to teach bush children how to code. And <laughs> that, it's, it's in real world it's in re- clown world that we live in, yeah. <laughs> that's
3: amazing because that seems to be the picture that yeah. er, that you you see and then we just talked to chick alison mcdowell she'll blow your mind you must speak to her and she talks about how that's not because they think coding is good for african kids it's that they yeah. just need everyone sure. to build like the minecraft world of the future so that we're all on you know the deck of wally ship or <laughs> you know jacked in to the surrogates or whatever yeah, yeah. It, whatever cheap way they can I harness human energy. I don't That's know. That's so like, interesting,
0: seriously. too. I, I, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I, uh, I. It. I uh, I read uh, I I was actually writing this um, I I might get made fun of for this uh, by the listeners but I was writing a science fiction story um, about I shouldn't actually you know what I shouldn't spoil it Uh, doing what yes I'm writing a science fiction story um, uh, called Taking Tiger Mountain by Strategy um, (laughs) and uh, what's it called and it's about um, how uh, it's like a cyberpunk story in which um, the 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 primary mode of um of labor that people uh use is uh is playing like a game like Candy Crush and it uses the cerebral cortex y- your hand motions you know um you know like uh playing the game yeah, or whatever fire stuff off yeah exactly it, it it's so a bit uses- like these
2: streaming apps use the memory in your fo- phone instead yes. of Exactly, yeah. yeah. But but using your
0: actual brain as RAM was the idea. And uh, yeah, that was something I had an idea like almost 10 years ago and I never got around finishing, of course, because...
3: Execution is everything. Yeah, I
0: know. But (laughs) anyway, feel free to steal that. But you got to call it taking (laughs) Tiger Mountain by strategy.
3: Um, (laughs) I'll um, I'll work on it. uh,
0: But yeah, anyway, so I guess we should start from the beginning here with um, one Cecil John Rhodes, who is, uh, you know, the... Anti-hero of the story, I guess. Um He uh okay,
2: well, let I'll, let me just give my elevator pitch for Sure, yes, yeah. you do you a great job this at this. Please story. do so. Right, my elevator pitch is usually when someone comes at me with because this is what always sets me off is people saying, "Oh, China's trying to take over the world, and it's Chai comes this and Chai comes that." the and Chai like, comes. We have the well, documents, people. And this is where the <laughs> yeah, this is where the Rose comes in really handy because. Well yeah, there's some truth to that, but that's not what it's about. Uh, you've got um Cecil Rhodes set up the he basically endowed the Round Table and all these other organizations that we all know about like, you know, Chatham House and all this sort of stuff are all fully Round Tabled up. And he had Cecil Rhodes had the vision of a global empire. He was wanted to build a railroad from the Cape to Cairo and obviously in the paradigm of the age he said he wanted the british empire to be tr- fully global right but basically the idea is there will be a global empire sure <clears throat> now his cronies after his death managed to get uh britain and i think this is even more important than than the United States being involved in World War One because it, they managed to finagle Britain getting involved in it. Because if you think about it, what was in it for Britain to even be involved in that? It, what Britain had no designs on any kind of European empire. I uh,
3: thought they wanted to break up the industrial Germany from the resource-rich Russia as the powerhouse for. Wasn't that like the Mackinder Doctrine, where it was like that was the landmass of the Earth and the islands? Yeah, well, I can.
2: I can I can see that being used to lobby it, but if you look at the sort of political or well, the you know geopolitical situation at the time, Britain had this big empire, and there was there were a few other little European empires like you know so German Germany, the Netherlands, and France had imperial holdings scattered all over the place as well, and I I you can see the the British involvement in world war one as a wrote a rhodesian project because it basically the government was bullied into it by media and other interests that were were uh, you know profoundly rhodesian
3: oh yeah because they were all cousins
2: yeah it's all yeah so the there was this big sort of propaganda um Push to get Britain involved in it. Now, if Britain had never got involved in it, it wouldn't have been a world war. Yes. Because it wouldn't have. It, it, it would was, have been it, France versus Germany. Yeah. Right.
3: Another European war. Same. Yes. Yeah. Franco Prussian, so, whatever.
2: So you Britain wanted to avoid there being. So if you'd have combined the French, Belgian, Dutch, and German holdings, you'd have had like another decent sized empire to compete with the British empire. And that's another sort of that's sort of another rationale for Britain getting involved, but it didn't have to, you know, it still could have, it it still could have been fine. The the whole, and so that led to that. And so, and everybody sort of understands that the rot set into the British empire with that after world war one and gradually it's, it's influence diminished and then world war two came along. And after that, the sort of the final transfer of it from Britain to the United States as the global imperial power happened, right? But It sort of started then. But what you, what you, if you look at it? <clears throat> I mean, we were just researching on the Iranian Revolution, and like that, that kind of one of the big things behind that was the was, uh, beat what's now BP, which was then Anglo-Iranian Oil, it had been uh, nationalized by the new newly democratic pre-revolutionary. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. the constitutional monarchy sort of thing that they had going on, Uh, and Britain wanted to get America involved in in Iran back in the in the fifties, but Truman wouldn't have a bar of it because he didn't like he didn't like didn't like Britain. (laughs) So, so first time to do something shady, he ever turned down. By the way, and that (laughs) yeah, coincidentally. Happened to be the exact moment that the that it became undeniable that it was a, that the America was the global power and not Britain, because the Round Table people decided it was going to be that way because they were influencing the American uh, leaders as much as they were the British. So, so it's basically that's how. What the point is that it's the same empire because yeah. it serves the same interests, right? So the American empire is serving the exact same interests and is being controlled and manipulated by the exact same people as the British empire was. But it, it just became more practical to do it via the agency of America. And My point is that the when that same process happens and it moves from America to China, yes. are, are we supposed to think these interests aren't invested in China? Mm. Yes, they and they
3: just like the better way. I'll give that take that analogy one onion layer deeper or like succession. And they just like the way that the like fascist, you know, I think of China as more like the fascist thing than technocracy. yeah. Yeah. So they, and I, I wonder if you'll say that, that, roads influencing getting into that war was similar to the French revolution, which was influenced by like secular power seekers, supposedly masons or whatever in order to undermine the monarchies, which are harder to just seize power. So if you, if you eliminate the monarchy and you have this like power behind the throne that supposedly, you know, that's one theory of what happened in France. And then what you're saying, which is kind of new to me, that, uh, it, or maybe the Balfour declaration had something to do with like behind the scenes stuff there we'll get in to that too. England too. <laughs> and then so so yeah, so they undermine the monarchy in favor of something they could seize and right. a system they prefer.
2: Yeah, yeah. But the, so the, the fundamental bare bones idea of the road's pill is that the the the, the Standard historian take on Cecil Rhodes is that he failed in his desire to bring about a, a world That's empire. That's the blue pill perspective, but, yeah. But the Rhodes pill perspective is that he succeeded, but it just happens to be called the American empire instead of the British empire at right. the moment, and it's <clears> the Chinese <throat> yeah. empire. So yes. and the and the whole idea of oh this country is bad and this country is good, it's all bullshit.
0: Right, it's light like, switch. We all brain. believe it. That's just yeah. light switch brain. It's trying to get you to be like, I know what's going on here. It's these Chinese. And, you know, whereas by saying that, you're just missing the whole picture. And And it plays
3: into it because, like, the Cold War played into the, you know, feeding the military-industrial complex and everything. Maybe it was the same thing.
2: And, like, the banking interest, you look at who all the bad guys are in all these forever wars. They're all countries where you're not allowed to charge interest where there's usury laws. Totally. No central bank. I thought of that. Yeah. And, like... and. My, I've made the prediction, it's slightly just for the sake of making a bold prediction, that within, I don't know, well, they're saying 2030, aren't they? By 2030, there's going to be liberty minded people emigrating from the West to China because it's going to be more free. Because the, they don't care what kind of language that's you That's kind use of the word.
3: whole- Or maybe Africa.
0: Yeah, yeah. Perhaps. But that's kind of the whole- And actually, by the way, China, Africa, how can you uh, untangle the two at this point, by the way? But uh, that's kind of the whole Nick Land um, philosophy where I don't know if you're familiar with that guy. He's like a post-leftist, um, uh, left acceleration, maybe even not even left accelerationist, but uh, his kind of concept is like the only way forward for- the only way forward is, to, you know, hyper, hyper. Hyper techno capitalism centered in China because China is the only people willing to go there. Um, yeah. And America's too hung up on its uh, Atlanticist, you know, te- uh, te- technological accelerationism and stuff.
3: a la Ted Kaczynski, where like at a certain <laughs> point they well, can't anti- they lose Ted control Kaczynski. <laughs> But I mean, he said, he did say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't even know for sure that the ones who are setting it up will be able to control it. Well, yeah. that's ultimately. another thing, too,
0: is because you can even go back to uh, Oswald Spengler um uh, which by the way member of the Nazi party but you know afterwards he kind of got, got his he kind of got his
3: But he had some good points. He won after
0: it happened <laughs> he won the Nobel Prize after he was already oh, out of that. Wow. So I mean yeah but uh, he, he had the, he actually theorized that the the force of technology marching forward is itself and it's sentient. Um, it went not literally sentient but it's like you can't stop it it's going you know we've already set it in motion and that's really but, where Ted got that, that concept i believe from Yeah he said he
3: ripped basically everything off which yeah. i respect him for saying that but, but i did want wearing, to respond I'm wearing the,
0: the Kaczynski shirt
3: right Nice now, <laughs> do you know do you know that i like, I, I that's one of those things that just makes me totally uncomfortable. That I just loved technological. Slavery. Oh, yeah, who like, does, I, 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 who I, don't, I get it?
0: weirded <laughs> out by people who don't <laughs> see something. Yeah. yeah,
3: I know it just it upsets me, but I want to respond to William with the roads. Um, like they think he failed. I never even considered that possibility. Yeah, yeah I well. only ever, you know, <laughs> yeah. one of yeah. us, <laughs> yes, right, right. So, but I and I always pointed to the few things I think he might have. Like I might have said specifically one is that everybody needs to speak English or maybe I just noticed this. Everybody should have English style social democracy as the kind of operational thing at the national level, which they, we definitely spread that with war. And if it, even if it doesn't work quite right, then we just like swap them out. Like Morrissey, uh, Morrissey or um, Yanukovych, or whatever. Morrissey. I really love
0: the Smiths.
3: <laughs> cute
2: <laughs> Nick, Nick Land, by the way, is a great name for someone who writes about uh globalism because that's what yeah. the banks do. <laughs> yeah, he's exactly. an English oh, cute! very cute. I think he's from and Manchester, just, right?
3: Oh, is he? Yeah. Well, here's the last thing is that um, they have that I, I connect it with Vietnam and Korea and stuff, and I just yeah. always think of roads when I think of. Okay, so they had to... It's a proudy book I read about the JFK assassination and just, like, in true form, which I love when somebody looks at history, like, they want to talk about the JFK assassination and he starts with Magellan. <laughs> <I was> <laughs> like... <laughs> that's my kind of guy. So he's like, once they circumnavigated the globe, they knew the empire, the imperial powers competing, though they were, they knew the size of the problem. And they knew, you know, what it would mean to achieve it. And ultimately... so. I, even just maybe that lead alone made me think. Like with Vietnam, they just they they just need to get to every corner of the world to absorb both the consumer and the producer. Mm. And I almost wonder if that's what's going on with the Koreas. And because I read something coming out of Vietnam that there were protests. Boy, this was like on page forty three or whatever, some newspaper somewhere, and it just said like they're having protests there because they don't want Chinese factories in Vietnam. And I started to wonder if like North Korea and Vietnam are the only places on earth where you could get like that level of slave labor in the factories like China used to have. But like they I guess they had to just start paying people to stop jumping out the windows or whatever. But like that was it. That's the last niche, the last crevice of basically putting everybody into the company store. But I always consider that Rhodes achievement. Mm, yeah. Like, a total success.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that they are, the the Rhodes Bill idea, it, it's like all this probably would have happened even if Cecil Rhodes had never existed. But it's sure. just a it's just a nice character to hang the idea Yeah, I love, he, the he's global, so it being a global perfect. empire and the yeah. nationality <laughs> part of it being irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice little story to tell. And, to say, Look, forget about America and the United Kingdom and Russia and all and that. China. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and China.
3: What about Rothschild, though? Didn't well, he well, let's, finance us This is perfect.
0: This is a perfect way to jump into it. Cecil yeah. John Rhodes is a guy, uh, you know, he was a, somewhat of a noble, um, but, uh, you know, not like one of the very moneyed people in England. But uh, he was a sickly child and was sent to South Africa uh, down to Cape Town and. Um, uh, to, but you know, because he had like a like lung problems, and like back in the day, first of all, we talked about this ad nauseum on the show, but at that time in the British Empire, basically, like anyone middle class or higher would just send your kids off to one of the colonies to like make his way in the world, you know, yeah. and um, and so Cecil Rhodes was sent down there specifically to the very south, uh, under the assumption that his you know shitty lungs would be better. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, that so he went there and, and within 10 years of being there, um, he owned, uh, he, with his backing from the mysterious benefactor, uh, Nathan de Rothschild, uh, was able to, f- uh, finance his purchase of, um, the, entire world supply of diamonds and uh, holdings and gold. And, you know, I, I, it, this is like one of the most normy conspiracy theories ever, but the whole De Beers diamond syndicate thing, like this is, he's the guy he's the De Beers. And still is there. Cecil that's Rhodes. when
3: people believe in Rhodes. It's like, yeah, it, it, that's what I said to my husband. I was like, Cecil Rhodes, Rhodes scholar, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, he did the diamond cartel. I was like,
0: Oh, oh yeah.
3: Sure. Every time You're I exacted. bring the guy up, I always
0: go, you know how, <laughs> how diamonds it's aren't really beer, valuable. It, yeah. And right. yeah. They, and it's
3: still, yeah. still imagine that it's, imagine that it's maintained after over all those years, over yeah. apartheid going where every single little thing looks like, Oh, we've got freedom in South Africa. Yeah. Not where it can, you know, not, not there.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it it, touch that. They, um, they, they couldn't even put a number on this guy's wealth. Because he owns yeah. all uncountable. the gold and all the diamonds. It's like. Crazy.
3: But it can't have been really his any more than I believe Soros really owns it all.
0: Mm. Well, he's the guy you know? that they decide. He's he's the, the bag man basically for what he was going to do for these bankers, uh, which is be like, you know, um, let me try not to say anything too offensive here. But he's kind of like the 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 guy. He's the Shabbos goy of these of these bankers who. Um, who yes, yes,
3: yes, yes. But,
0: but but the point is, is he and he was no by,
3: children like the Jesuits. Well, he was like gay. They don't, That's part you don't have of it. to worry, but they could count on that. Sure, and yeah.
0: and that doubles too. Uh, him being gay was it doubles as um, like a, a blackmail situation, um, and 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 part of that was when he did start his first um, group. Uh, He kind of demanded that everyone in the group was uh, an eligible bachelor Um, (laughs)
2: uh, or confirmed bachelor, as it were. Um, (laughs) He
3: puts the secret in secret society. Yes. yes. I I
2: think having children makes you look at the world in a different way. That's true. Competing interests.
3: Yeah. That's why you want the priest not to have.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, so anyway, so let me just read a couple. Uh, so he, in, when he was in his 20s, he wrote his first will and testament. This is after he was fabulously, literally uncountably wealthy. Um, and uh, so here's a few select quotes. Um, At the present day, I become a member of the Masonic order, and I see the wealth and power they possess and the influence they hold, and I think over their ceremonies, and I wonder that a large body of men can devote themselves to to at what times appeared to be the most ridiculous and absurd rights without an object and without an end, comma, why should we not form a secret society but with, but with one object, the furtherance of the British Empire and the bringing of the whole uncivilized world under British rule for the recovery of the United States and making the Anglo-Saxon race but one empire. So he had this idea all the way back in, what year, 1877. Um... And, uh, and he also goes on to say a lot of stuff about how... So you see,
2: he's talking about uniting Britain and the United States. Already. Which ha- right. Yeah. And so, yeah, we all think of the of the United States as having the upper hand, but that's really only a minor modification to the original plan. And uh, I think uh, didn't the they kind of... Yeah. Like, People it, said and,
3: they
2: won. Yeah. And they- Rhodes didn't care about the British Empire. He held the empire to ransom at Mafeking. It, but, yeah. But, you know, he... he He was, uh, I forget, it's a while since we covered it, but, you know, he was, he behaved in a very disloyal way to the British during the war. Clearly, very
0: clearly, uh, you you know, prioritized his profits on the diamonds and all that stuff. And and, and uh,
2: his his idea of this global empire, I mean, like, he started, he started up his own country, didn't he?
0: Yeah. (laughs) uh rhodesia yeah he started his own country with and had his own private uh thugs who he called his police force um and by the way uh and interesting speaking of the second boer war by the way he used those thugs uh private police to um to actually uh try to overthrow uh the town of jameson which was the last hold of the of the boers
2: shout out gino visconsin (laughs)
0: <laughs> boars yeah that's true uh, jameson
2: <laughs> oh okay <laughs> both work
0: <laughs> um yeah and uh so uh basically uh, so he started a group and amongst and uh, amongst the other people uh his second in command was this guy named uh alfred milner uh also lo- known as lord right. milner um and uh he, they 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 originally called it the Cecil Rhodes Group or the the Rhodes bunch, um, and then uh, as as Rhodes got older and more sickly, uh, it kind of you know Lord Milner actually kind of took over. Um, I guess uh, being gay in the in the eighteen hundreds was a rough on the body. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But he didn't uh,
2: start off too, good, did he?
0: No, he didn't, yeah. And if you look at by the way, he died when he was only fifty years old, and if you look at him, he looks like terrible. You couldn't even they, know. They
3: lived a lot harder back then. Yeah. I didn't look at like '50s TV shows. I'm like, that guy's 35. Yeah. But but I, I, what about Churchill's relationship? he fought in the Boer War. Wasn't didn't he, well, he like was a kid? He was a journalist, yeah. Yeah. Was a journalist oh, there. Oh 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 right right and he but he was a real kid but I wonder if he I I don't remember ever reading. Gandhi was there too. Fates. Oh yeah.
2: Gandhi him. Gandhi met Churchill. Uh, they, uh, at a round was, table meeting no uh, uh, <laughs> on the, on the way well up have. to the top of a hill to uh, to help help the wounded, but Gandhi was carrying water and uh, I think Churchill was carrying a rifle
0: nice. well he ended up you carrying a lot of water for the elites as time went yeah. on there he? you go <laughs> Uh, anyway so um yeah so Rhodes dies and like really but the the whole thing was again sparked off by him and it was really you know kind of continued on in his honor essentially um and he like he kind of made the rules for all of um for all of you know the all of the goings on working forward from him um but Milner it's was right. really the dude from from this point up until at least World War 1 or you gonna and, say, well,
2: and I'm- like, um, Rhodes's will is still the yeah, that's what I was just reading of from. The, of, the, of the Rhodes of, of the Rhodes Trust, which administers a Rhodes Scholarship, which you know, uh, brings on hand selected years. Stacey Abrams is, and who else has been well. Obama don't speech writer. I
3: think she was a Rhodes Scholar. I could find out in five seconds. But she was like that. And they still have the journal that he founded, I think. I think the Rhodes Journal is still one of their publications. Yeah, the,
2: I actually I have it on my phone all, all time. Really? the time. Do you really? The Rhodes database. Yeah. Can, yeah, because I was thinking they have like up. Zoom
3: meetings now. So instead of having the conferences, maybe I sent it to you earlier, Binkley. Maybe we, you know, maybe they have the kind of because Binkley, of course, loves the Chatham House, which is the Royal Institute of International Affairs, right. which is the extension of the roundtable, is it not? Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I was yeah. going to say, uh, again, there was the roundtable, and that kind of led, we, we touched on it earlier, but that led to. Uh, world War One, or at least the ent- entrance of the English in World War One, which, as we said before, kind of made it a world war, um, and uh, you know, not not to gloss over that at all. But uh, in 1919, oh, also by the way, 1917, we had the Balfour Agreement, of course, um, co-sponsored by uh, uh, Lord Rothschild uh, and uh, one Lord Milner. Um, and, uh, that, uh, obviously for those uninitiated, uh, and is what instituted the initial land grants, uh, to Israel. Um,
3: didn't wasn't it basically a letter from Lord Balfour to Rothschild saying yes. that it would be a protectorate? So it's actually gave it to him yeah. as a British protectorate. is how I read it.
0: Essentially, yeah, but um, but again, it also you know it was you know a part of a piece of legislation within Parliament too, so it's enshrined in in British law. Right. Or but I, I just guess think of it as personal a par- rather than William tribal. Always, oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Specifically. It, he would be the sort of benefactor. I mean, it was really, uh, I've been really, I've been really reading about this stuff lately too, but it was like, Theodore Herzl was the dude for Zionism anyway. Um, And, you know, he was only, you know, he was, not he didn't you know have his name on the paper like rothschild did but he was like the one making making stuff happen uh-huh. essentially and we're, we're actually just saying before that we we're going to talk about uh, before the show we were talking about it, we want to do the dreyfus uh affair uh pretty soon so look forward to that one
2: well, up. um i believe uh carol quigley pub- what, published the anglo-american establishment was that in the 50s yes well, it was
0: before but, it was his first uh, yeah and I'm he's actually it.
2: i mean I, I guess the establishment of the state of israel kind of took him by surprise because in he in the uh preface to that he, he's lamenting the prospect of palestine becoming independent and leaving leaving the british empire yeah because he at that stage he still thinks it's the british empire
0: yeah <laughs> yeah uh, he was an admirer. But, yeah, also, yeah, uh, Carol Quigley, for those uh, not um, familiar, I mean, if you're listening on our feed, uh, you certainly <laughs> know, he as we've talked about him enough. But uh, he's a Boston guy, and he didn't understand why. This guy over here, he was roommates with him for 40 years. <laughs> 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 um, but, uh, yeah, so um, – but anyway, as – the Balfour agreement happened. And then in 1919 um, at the Hotel Majestic, um, uh, which was a meeting of the round table at, uh, to discuss what they were going to do uh, with the Treaty of Versailles. Um, And uh, also notable, notable uh, person present is, uh, Brad, I think you brought up before, um, uh, Edward Bernays. Um he was there yeah, he was
1: uh president of a lot of the events, the propaganda events around that time. He, he's connected to all of these people and, and the Tavistock Institute and, and he, he, that guy had his hand in all that a lot of that shit. Yep.
2: Yeah, we have an episode on uh, on that Edward Bernays, but if you if you've got any kind of scruples about what kind of language to use, do not listen Oh to sorry. <laughs> our, our, our no, he's guest. saying
3: the Edward Bernays one yeah. was I sent that yeah. one to you. Thinkly that they, I was amazed that they had just done one on Edward Bernays, but I didn't listen yeah. to it yet, so our I guess, guess it's like super raunchy. Donald, I don't mind raunch.
2: It's not our guest uh, is uh, the great comedian Pockets Graham, and he has a certain turn of phrase. <laughs> 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 uses a no-no word a lot. Yes, he uses a but word. He's allowed. He's allowed. <laughs> yes, he's only allowed to say. It. Yeah, <laughs> we'll I've never it been
3: offended by a vulgar <laughs> yeah. word. Yeah. Never.
2: Um, so. Yeah. Unless
3: I haven't heard it yet, then I think.
2: I- no, I'm just warning. I'm just warning the listeners. Thank yeah. you.
3: That's very yeah. gentlemanly of you.
2: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about the N word. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh.
3: I thought you were talking about the C word, and I was no. stepping up to be like, no, it's no, okay, no. I can handle it.
2: No, it's every it's every second word with pockets. But <laughs> he what he's like, is he? He's allowed. A death wish. <laughs> is he white? Well, no, he's black. Okay, good. <laughs> um
0: but anyway, so uh at following this, uh as you uh, we mentioned before, the Chatham House uh is the uh, uh also known as the Royal Institute for International Affairs, uh was established um in uh I want to say nineteen seventeen, William. Does that sound right to you? Like, uh, yeah, a yeah. hundred so, yeah. years old, so yeah. somewhere around then. Yeah. Um and uh and also at its counterpart in America, uh, the Council for Foreign Relations. Um, Everybody knows. Um, And it kind of creates this um, this web of organizations that um, pretty much every um, malicious figure in politics and and military and business in the last hundred years is a member of two out of six of. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, and th- 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 there's something very sinister and premeditated about just the naming of these groups, that they do sound like uh, international bodies or, you know, government, like Chatham House is exactly what a, uh, an institution in the British government would be called, but it's not, a f- well, it's supposedly not, <laughs> yeah, it's-, <laughs> it's a the British government. But, uh, the, but you know, uh, and like the...
3: Yes, like the Fed. The-
2: yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 but the, these things are just—they're designed. So when you, if you say, "Oh, the Institute for Inter- International Affairs," people just think, "Oh, oh that's a that's yes. a." Yes. People think, "Oh, that sounds like it's made for, made up from representatives of all the." And it's called royal, world, it? and yeah, I because, always
3: yeah. think that it reports to the Queen.
2: Yeah. Which, that's always look, how
3: I think of it. To this I minute, she like, is a well, member, doesn't it report to the Queen? Because then there was the Royal Society of Scientists or whatever. Like there's yeah. like all these Royal Societies. But those Royal yeah. Societies yeah. aren't
2: actually. It's a bit like it goes back to the British model of sort of mercantile uh, imperialism. That they all these bodies were private. I mean, you call it fascist, really. Now, I guess.
1: Right, yeah, for, but they're that's like, the like not believe. But yeah. it's all this as time. Yeah. Cronyism. Yeah, Bernays used to promote that. Bernays used to go around telling people to wear white lab coats and call yourself doctor. And yeah. there was a yeah. clip of him on Letterman talking about it, where you, you just put a little spin on the name of it and people will be affected by the perception, not the reality. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he was the guy who came up with, uh, for those uninitiated uh, listening, uh, he was the guy who came up with uh, utilizing the appeal to authority uh, fallacy in advertising. (laughs) Um, And uh, he was also the guy who got women to smoke, which is like, why isn't he just a bad guy for that if we're all to understand (laughs) that smoking (laughs) is bad? Well, it it depends on what they're smoking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah. So, uh, there's he that. He also, uh, tra- helped trigger
1: a coup in Guatemala to, with yeah. the CIA. To have, yeah, the whole banana um,
2: thing. Yeah. yeah. People
1: over yeah, the banana Republic, had them overthrow a democratically elected leader, which we apologize for Bill Clinton did back in the nineties after they acknowledged that we, we did do that. Bill Clinton, it, Rhodes it, it, scholar. And
3: then he, <laughs> <but> yes, <laughs> yes. Rachel Maddow. Rhodes Scholar. Yeah. scholar. The,
1: Stacey but, Abrams the, did apply to be a Rhodes scholar, but right. in typical Stacey Abrams oh. fashion she was the best one, but because of her oppression, she was not selected. That must be why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I miss Patrice. Because they don't need O'Neal. anyone like
3: her to uh, represent them. You know what I mean? Like it's the opposite. They're gonna find people. She always says, "Like you can tell by looking at me that you can trust me." That's the kind of person they want. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's it called, though? Uh, But speaking of the Council for Foreign Relations, that was the body that uh, our president was uh, bragging about uh, putting the squeeze on the Ukrainian uh, ambassador to fire that guy off of the board of uh, whatever company that was. That's the body he was in front of. And yeah, uh, yeah, and it's just it just goes on. And this is basically once you know the main groups. So let me just go through the main groups. You got Chatham House. You got Council for Foreign Relations. You got the Royal Institute of International Affairs. You got the Trilateral Commission. By the way, notable members: uh, Bill Clinton, uh, sorry, Bill Gates's dad, um, and also Zbigniew Brzezinski, uh, former uh, CIA bigwig. Also, by the way, father of Mika Brzezinski from Morning Joe. Um, (laughs) uh, You just can't make it up. It's just all.
3: It's a trilateral
0: commission. You got uh who else we got here? Um
3: well there's the Council of Rome and those, there's like the Council Council of of Councils, which Binkley brought some stuff from that, and they actually have in there who's the member of the Council of Councils, like the Council of Foreign Relations, and then it has like 30 of them from all the different countries. Mm.
1: Yeah. The Council of Councils. You can't even say council on councils without sounding like a complete asshole.
4: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, and so I mean that does
2: sound like something out of Flash Gordon or something. It? Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Star <We> get- Trek <laughs> TOS. Well, I, not- I was, yeah.
3: was going to say it's a TOS episode for sure. And then they, you know, I have to sacrifice my. <laughs> oh, daughter but for by the way, uh,
0: uh, Star Trek um, uh, funded or what's his? Gene Roddenberry uh, was uh, given startup money by uh, the Rand Corporation, which is also very tightly wound into all of this line
3: um, was a uh, yeah was an inside he job. They all, all were well like they all yeah. were.
2: I, and you, you know uh, the the people who are who are on the council of councils, you know, most of them don't even know about the council of council of councils.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, they don't, they're not in the uh, Sanctum sanctorum. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, of But
0: yeah, so we we mentioned before um uh, Carol, Carol Quigley um was a uh, a Boston-born um obviously by the accent um uh, historian uh, who I don't know William, do you remember there's a great interview and I think the only place you can find it is on BitChute, of course. Um great interview uh, of him of him uh, in the 70s, I believe. Um, and it's right after the first uh, edition of a uh, tragedy and hope, which I have right here um, uh, came out and uh, d- did it's he- an old
2: really crackly audio video. Uh, audio yes. It's like, take, yeah, yeah, it's
0: uh it, I believe it was a real to reel recording, but he talks about how um, they, the Chatham house actually led him in to inspect the documents there. Um, and, I believe, and this is my take here, is that they, they gave him this privilege in order for him to give the limited hangout uh, version that we know today as Tragedy and Hope. Because he does kind of lay out basically everything we say, we've been saying throughout the episode. Um, but he does, as you said before, William, ta- conclude with the Blue Pill um, finale, which is they failed. So, And it would have been great if they had succeeded,
1: yeah.
3: yeah, it would have been great. That's the part that's
0: just. Yeah, it wasn't. He just didn't want them
1: to lie to people. He thought they should be yeah. more open about it, if yeah. I recall. He's like, we yeah, should be proud. Like yeah.
2: Yeah. He's an avowed imperialist. He just didn't like the fact that it was such a boys' club. Yeah. Gay boys. Chatham allowed.
1: House, they do that today, the limited hangout today. Monica, you've pointed this out before too, but they always, at the beginning of their panel discussions, they always say, and this is on the record or, or, you know, off the record, yeah. I guess, but we would never hear that. And they have they have the Chatham House rule, which a lot of think tanks play by, which is that you can get the information, you can use it, but neither the identity or the affiliation of the speaker yeah. is to be revealed.
2: Right. Yes.
1: So they have the closed door and then they also don't reveal their sources.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and, there, and speaking of which, I, I, there's... Oh, what article? I, I wish I had pulled it up. Uh, but yeah, dude, there was a article... And this kind of ties back into current events, but um, th- there was an interview in... I can't remember what... Public, this would be, give me so much more credibility if I remember what publication it was. Ugh. Um, but basically, they said that they heard um, in Chatham House uh, from a very well-regarded source that he could not reveal due to the Chatham House rule. Uh, he basically said that... Um, Fifty percent of all scientific studies are just wrong or misleading. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I could probably fi- figure it out just by typing half of all, half of all. I love those scientific findings where the the guys
1: they submitted a bunch of papers where it was like dog masturbation and all oh, kind of yeah. weird stuff. Oh yeah, they were and professors they got accepted to the scientific journals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
3: It was great, but you know they don't get a lot of air time. Th- we go- should try to talk to them.
2: There's a great YouTube channel called, called Journeyman nice. Films, and he has a, a or they have a, a a lot of really sort of red pilled movies on there. I don't know how this how they're still on there. Yeah, they did a great one about called?
0: the uh, Journeyman Films is the YouTube channel, um, and they the one that I got introduced to them for was uh, we were researching uh, the uh, murders in in Mexico uh what are they What are, what is the name of the, the place Juarez- the Juarez murders, yeah.
4: oh yeah
0: they had a really cool documentary where they kind of made the case that it was sort of uh you know eli ross hostile kind of uh you know pay-to-play murder factory killing sort of thing yeah um in it and what is what does that mean um, meaning like, you know, the kind of You know, the the real salacious
2: Stuff Oh, like human hunting parties Yeah, yes, kind of yes, yes, yes it, But it, not
3: human hunting
2: It was like making snuff movies for billionaires With oh. the billionaire in it you know, starring, Are you talking you
3: know? about the Mormons? No,
0: no. No no
2: a no, different
3: no. murder from way back No then. no it's, yeah. a,
0: it's it was actually an epidemic of murders that kind of moved by the way um yeah. and, and at the, in the 90s it, there was uh this like massive wave uh, and by the way for those wondering uh, we have a whole episode with the hilarious Dalton Pruitt and um
2: who's returning like in uh, next month
0: Oh cool um but yeah uh we uh the in Juarez which is a border town um and uh, there was like an epidemic of um a femicide uh, of uh, specifically women murders um, that went on from the nineties until the early 2000s. Then afterwards it kind of moved over to the state of Mexico, which is the area around uh, Mexico city.
2: Uh, yeah. So uh, what they, what they were saying was that the, the little poor girls, the good looking ones who were working in the sweatshops were getting their what are they There were, they were no. creepy guys taking the pictures as they were coming and going from work. And they, they 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 seemed to think that these pictures were getting published in, like, catalogues for billionaire perverts who would, instead of smuggling Pick. the girl out, they would fly the billionaire into some ranch. They'd oh, kidnap, kidnap her off her. the street, take her up to the ranch. She'd oh. get used and spat out, and then they'd find her on a piece of waste ground in town a uh, few days later. So
0: that's that's not- Jeffrey
1: Epstein was modeling his stuff yeah. after it, kind of sounds like. Yeah. Well,
0: the- Jeffrey Epstein is for the high rollers because going to Mexico and doing keeping it all in Mexico is a lot less risky than yeah, flying them around the true. world.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and and with with Epstein, those guys wanted the illusion of consent. It yeah. seems yeah. like to me, but also the Franklin cover up was kind of like that. Where yeah. the boys club thing, where they got the kids who like nobody cared about, and they, right. the foster I mean, kids. the kids were witnesses of murder and stuff. And you know what, the, do you know at the end what happened? It went to trial, you know, went to, on trial. Uh, no, the
0: I don't, kids. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> The kids, of
3: course, the
0: kids went to
1: jail for perjury, Roman jail, right? Went
3: to jail for perjury.
1: Unbelievable. Little liars.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: of course. <laughs> Obviously, they were liars.
0: Yeah and the
1: in the so the private
3: the
0: investigator probably I think that was hired by the, their defense but died in a plane crash if i remember oh, correctly true? yeah i believe the dude who was who was uh who was uh working for the defense team or something uh died with all of his evidence it's so weird right. that he happened to have all of it on him and no all copies <laughs> yeah
3: like danny castellaro you yeah. should yeah. dig into that one <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah. so
0: um, so basically, and and again, uh, I, worth mentioning. I'm sure you guys have talked about um, Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, <laughs> a Rhodes Scholar, the actual
1: supervillain,
0: yeah, like, the <laughs> literal yeah.
1: supervillain with his I costume. Did a show on it.
3: <laughs> We did a show on him in January of 2020 because bet, it was yeah. their 50th anniversary. Before Event 201, I was just like, "Oh, these guys are total fascists." It's their 50th anniversary, let's talk about them. I did not know what they had planned as a
1: celebration. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One thing missing is a cat, is a, a,
2: a black cat, <laughs>
3: yeah, naked, a naked cat.
2: Yeah, he looks like yeah. he looks like a character from the Elder Scrolls. Yeah, we're all, we're all kind of victims of this this guy's cosplay.
0: Yeah. yeah,
2: he's like, yeah. dresses up as Ming the Merciless, and
0: he talks like <laughs> Dr. Strangelove, too. Totally. <laughs>
3: yeah. I mean, he's it's like he's putting us on. That's it's strong. like, why are you <laughs> trying to? Yeah, it's a very obvious maybe it's the revelation of the method thing. It's like, I'm an evil villain. Like, if they yeah. were following what I said, like, they deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. Do they uh, really think the I'm trying to, to cra- crack
1: Cracking open a baby and pouring the blood <laughs> in a cup by starting up one of these panel discussions on The Great Reset. Yeah. i are doing it for blood my grandchildren. Blood?
3: <laughs> Three baby splits.
2: Do, do you know what happened uh, with that um, Planet Lockdown movie that was supposed to be coming out in uh, I think January? I think it was supposed to be coming out. Songbird? Not
3: Songbird?
2: No, it's called Planet Lockdown. Have you seen the Castler Austin Fitz uh interview oh with, with the round. it got taken uh,
3: down before yeah. i could watch it's it it's back I have, up on youtube yeah exactly
2: it, yeah you have to you have to watch that that'll really she's a smart she's her, yeah <laughs> um
3: is she really
2: yeah i think so yeah i believe so yeah
3: because she was so entrenched in the like financial thing yeah well i well, mean she, she was yeah
0: King spooks, um, uh, by which I mean uh, George H.W. Bush's uh, advisor. So, I mean. You mean the amateur painter? The (laughs) up-and-coming painter? No, his father. No, no, his father. No, I mean the guy who killed JFK. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so, yeah, just basically, and and then the the road spills, it's like, you know, any other red pill analogy where, you know, just plug in one of any person you see doing malfeasance to the world you know any guys pushing a narrative of you know of uh re- the great reset or uh, pushing a narrative of um uh what's a good uh, you know um uh, gun build patrol. back better yeah build back better that kind yeah. of stuff you just plug people's name you, pl- you plug people's names in with one of these groups that are in the roundtable orbit And you find out it all, it all goes back. It all connects back. Yeah. And uh, every single corporation that I see
1: doing these social justice commercials, like Gillette doing that, we we hate men commercial or the Ikea, (laughs) big ball of plastic coming towards Earth, shop at Ikea for climate change. We're always connected to Davos panels. Discussions are always connected to the great reset every time.
3: We should make a financial index that like rivals the Dow, like an right, ETF yeah. of just, you know, evenly weighted like a thousand dollars worth of stock for every single corporation that's in <laughs> that thing, because may, it might not have a very high return, but it'll have the risk profile. Yeah. It'll be better than the U S yeah. government.
2: Well, yeah. have you heard, yeah. of, have you heard of Anthony Kumia's investment strategy, which is called investing N-vesting. N-vesting. where when, <laughs> it, as, when somebody gets, uh, in trouble for when the, the CEO gets in trouble for saying the N-word. It well, doesn't always have like, to be
0: the N-word. Like, for instance, Yeah, but, that's, <laughs> but that but was he, the initial initial instance yeah. of it, yes. When so he Papa buys, John said he the N-word. He buys on the
2: dip after that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right, because when Shaq becomes CEO, it's going to yeah. go through the moon. Yeah.
2: What well, Papa John's is still Papa John's. Well, I have to well, say. Shaq I can ha- say it. So now that the head true.
3: of the CEO Papa John <laughs> can actually say it. Yeah, it is. Perfect. Yeah. So I I had a $25,000 401k that I had in cash because I'm always like too smart for my own good. And I just totally F that stuff up. But one year ago, and just based purely on who I thought was like, had inside information like Carnival or Innovio, this terrible vaccine company, Palantir, some of them like I, after I woke up, I wouldn't do it anymore. Like when Palantir came out at $15. Oh, you mean the CIA? I should, yeah, I should go all in on Palantir. And then I just was like that, you know, a listener like sent me an email. I was just like, you can't profit. It's like, okay, you're right. You're right. This is at, at like 40, <laughs> but even just trying to do things that I didn't think was that bad, like a cruise line or, you know, target or yeah. whatever it, I tripled it in a year because just based purely on betting on my, uh, conspiracy theories.
2: Sure.
0: Yeah. But you're but also going against Jesus because Jesus says don't good, do usury.
2: It, <laughs> a, a, a South African uh, financial advice guy. I'll, I'll look up his name. He was on uh, James Dellingpole's podcast recently, uh, and he he was saying that they've got this all this IT, and they can see patterns in trades emerging, and they, they watch. I think they watch who they watch particular stockholders and what they're doing. And he he was he basically tipped the oil price. They were short. They were short in oil. Before it went down, and then the, the then they got long into it before it got up, and he, and he didn't, and he said, he didn't know why. He could just see it coming, and he didn't know. He said, "There's going to be an event that's going to, that's going to make oil prices drop, so get into get into in oil." And uh, was it
3: Russell Napier?
2: Maybe no. Uh, l- just let me look it up. Uh, carry on without me. But that's what
3: like Rothschild didn't r- Rothschild go and like he actually faked people out that way. He went in and shorted British bonds or something, Yeah, when, yeah. you know, but because he knew it would make everybody sell if he shorted. So yeah. you got to keep that stuff close to the vest, which but, is why I never believe what Elon Musk says. Elon He's, Musk, I was about to say he does that yeah. all the time. On Twitter. Yeah. And he should be banned from trading or from running a company based I mean, on what he does.
2: The guy, the guy makes milk floats and, the whole thing is based on on state graft you know it is a he's a leech off the public tit yeah and, yes uh, uh, so this thing of him being a visionary a genius you know they they used to deliver milk in england on those electric vehicles and they're not very good it's a bad idea so like <laughs> uh, but it's it becomes it makes doesn't make any money but it it He becomes a stock millionaire because it's all... uh, Funny money because of the Fed. Yeah, and it's all backed up by subsidies. The only reason anyone would buy one, and you can't even buy one, but the only reason anyone would have one is because of uh, fake government incentives.
3: Yeah. but I also think that those guys are put in the place to benefit from that stuff and all the... The benefits of kind of being that monopoly in that niche i feel like soros was the same way when you think about it. and I, I think they're put in that position of being incredibly wealthy because they have these other things they're supposed to do yeah and that's why they all have the same weird profile of being like a uh, garage to co- you know a ceo congress yeah. billionaire, whatever like that the profile of that personality is almost non-existent if not actually impossible to be in one person and they all seem to have it. But I look at George Soros and it just occurred to me, you know, the, how did that guy make his money? First of all, he's was a student of Karl Popper. And he said, First of he all, he, he brought
0: Jews to the concentration camps.
3: Yeah. Well, that's how they identified <laughs> no, him as a good Semitic candidate. To say that,
0: I can say he's it. A laugh. He's a Pockets can say that word. I can say this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, but what he made money at, if you think about it was front running the pound, right? Yeah so and the idea was well i just saw this wave you know i could just yeah. see it i could just grok it you know but it it it, or maybe somebody that, told he could have you. been tipped off right <laughs> yeah. that's what i'm saying yeah. it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. he it may never have like nobody even questions the fact that he isn't a billionaire who decided to do this stuff he was a guy they made a billionaire because they could count on him and then occasionally they can't like travis kalanick like he did operation grayball which which foiled the surveillance attempts at uber and then yeah. and then all of a sudden his cute little elon musk act was that guy's a huge jerk and he's got to go and he's like i'm not going anywhere then they're like oh your mom called and she's dead
0: yeah. yeah. Or how about Jeff Bezos? By the way, same thing you said before. He came out of a garage. He made a book selling company, and then you know his company for the f- uh, first ten years of of it, even being huge, it lost money every year. But where does all the money come from? Hmm. Is it maybe Amazon Web Service that the CIA and government all use? Is it possible? I think
3: it's the number one government contractor.
0: Bingo. <laughs>
3: and his fa- his grandfather was a, a big shot in the atomic energy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So they, I haven't ever tried I mean, they, to, they
2: always yeah. pull themselves up by the bootstrap stories. Like Bill, <laughs> Bill Gates. Gates too. Perfect example. Bullshit, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: So it could have been, could have been me if I had the idea. Oh yeah. Maybe. And if your dad was in Chatham house. Right. Oh
3: <laughs> And if IBM gives you a contract, even though you're in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, yeah and also your different.
0: mom works at IBM, uh, by the way. Right. And uh, you, right. know, you just happen to come up with these great ideas and, and put them out before IBM puts their version
3: out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it fills it with viruses. Yeah. Then, yeah. You know, be, be his, and then happens to carry on this weird thing that his dad wanted, which was population control. Mm. And then somehow gets to be in charge of vaccines,
1: yeah. which if you can't yeah, connect what was it, Monica? It was like yeah, the institute I, what, for population, population control. control. Or, or the it was Negro like Bill Project Mildegate's
3: Foundation for population control. Yeah, his
1: yeah. dad was before the, they
0: changed it. I was on the board yes. of the Negro Project. Yeah,
3: he said his dad was on Planned Parenthood, and uh, and that was like before. I I thought I did the math, and it had to have been before abortion was legal.
1: What's yeah. the Negro Project? Is that
0: what you said Bill Gates was on? No, his father was uh, a part of the Negro Project, which kind of uh, was you know a, a, a bunch of those people ended up being the the main benefactors for Planned Parenthood. They kind of rebranded as Planned Parenthood and kind of made it a woman's issue. But its initial goal was to be like, we gotta get rid of these blacks, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's
3: what Margaret Sanger yeah. said. It was yeah, she for, was just speaking um, in front of the, the women's KKK.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, just a genesis. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, again, like, I, the Rhodes pill, like, once you see it, you can't unsee it, just like the red pill, just like the <laughs> documentary film, The Matrix. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the most fun thing about, uh, about the Rhodes pill is it's kind of uh, like one of those, and you, I guess you could say this, you know, this is actually a pretty good, good, uh, a good, criticism of conspiracies in general but it, it gives you little puzzles for you to solve yourself
2: yeah <laughs> it's really yeah. just a framework of uh, the road spills really just a a different way of looking at the world it's not so much a conspiracy theory it's nothing there's nothing new in it it's just a way of looking at Empire in particular and it, it sort of trickles down to everything else
3: it goes to answer the question of you know who who are they? Yeah. How, how do they do it? And it's, and actually when you look at it from the roads perspective, it really very well answers the question of how,
4: Yeah. because
3: yeah. when you look, you can actually look at the foundations. If you look at the world economic forum, you look at the Rockefeller foundation, I think, uh, Googly Schmidt, what's his name? Eric Schmidt has something like that. And, and it's even like the The style of the websites are consistent. And if you look at all (laughs) like the Bosch Foundation, you know, like it's just, it feels like they just have a template and they make it look like everybody's. And one of those 2010 documents from Rockefeller Foundation, I think it was Hack Attack It talks about there's just one line in it that says, well, world government will not be achieved. Uh, Faith in local government will also be weakened or strengthened or whatever. Like they're just siloing everybody. So big philanthropy will have to coordinate and de facto run the world yeah so that is those think tanks and all that and i feel like it's very clear with roads and just the cascade of think tanks and foundations and how the foundations don't have to pay taxes Mm. and you know it's and it's not only that they don't have to pay taxes they actually intentionally are doing that so that they have this like supercharged spending ability and then when they say it's it's help the poor it's help the poor but really they want the poor to like code the virtual prison, you can really see the mechanism. And I think that's important because it's like chemtrails. I know William, you don't like that. I, (laughs) I I just, I can't answer your questions about chemtrails because now that I'm in California, it is, it is just self-evident. Like there is no way that this is random. You know, there's, there are patterns and they are associated with certain, like, bizarre weather failures, whatever. It doesn't matter. But I'm just saying, you can look at the pattern and say, I know that's a pattern. But then I could answer, you if I could answer your question yeah. and say, well, where are the tanks on all those planes? Like, I've yeah. seen the planes. There are no tanks. China, though, does it, admits it, and they do it with rockets, 900. Right. They just added 900 rockets. Well, the so Soviets used
2: to, do, used to do it. I yeah. mean,
3: they still do it. Russia does it. Yeah, they absolutely still do it.
2: It's the Harp system.
0: Uh, yeah, I can't figure that one out. That I don't know. I'm, but I'm just saying. I'm Jesse Ventura. I'm off the. Gr- I was a fighter. I was a Navy SEAL and a governor. It's <laughs> a pretty good
1: Jesse Ventura. <laughs> I
0: come. I, you I, do I a went great, to be-
3: <laughs> Andrew Cuomo.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I just steal other people's impressions, so don't get, don't get, don't <laughs> right, give me too much credit.
3: Yeah Yes, so like my husband does, Alec Baldwin doing Trump. Yeah. We, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. that's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. We we did Ben Shapiro for five solid minutes last night. Yeah. Wow, yeah. That must have been exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> do dad christian <laughs> guess,
0: guess, come on, guess, guess. <laughs> anyway uh but yeah i guess uh that's a nice primer and uh you go back and listen to any of our other um roads pill stuff uh and also we did a a, a longer drunk version of it on uh our f- i
3: was not invited to the drunk one
2: <laughs> well no i don't Didn't drink you anymore do i yeah. am oh. yeah we have a no drinking we don't drink on the show at all anymore because we, we uh. had a we had a, a a bad incident with it.
3: Yeah. Really?
2: Yeah. Oh, maybe a, I'll tell sorry, you off okay. there about it's it. Not, it's not the
3: okay, 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 okay. Sure, so I don't want to read really it. <laughs> not between us. That. Not between us,
0: but <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. But uh anyway, so uh painful I'm sure. Uh, what 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 would you guys like to promote uh to our listeners um uh for
3: tonight's show? well i'll take the podcast we do we have a show called the propaganda report and the kind of flagship of that is a daily news show called the drive time news blast where because we were in terrestrial radio we're kind of trained to deliver the news in that sure. way but they will never allow it on mainstream media mm-hmm. so we're we're there so that you can um have the same stories but with the propaganda pulled away so when your kids come home from school or your mother or mother-in-law comes over you're like yeah i know that it's crap this is why that's what it's for and and we do it every single day and we also do an extra 15 minutes in patreon patreon.com slash propaganda report but we're very fun so we have additional tiers and Uh, The Patreon thing, so we do live streaming cocktail parties. We're going to have, at like the highest tier, we're going to do a Zoom party this weekend. So you can check that out. We're going to talk about homesteading, and then everybody can ask questions, and we'll, like, let other patrons watch it later. So we've got a lot of really fun, creative things to do. But the real deep-dive stuff, the stuff that really blows your mind, is when Binkley uh, pulls some clips from just this kind of stuff.
1: Right. Yeah, that we put those on Rockfin. At uh, rockfin.com slash propaganda report, where we deconstruct the panel discussions from Brookings, Chatham House, CFR, other other think tanks. And I, I like to look for psychological warfare type stuff. It's what I, it's what I really enjoyed the most. And the most recent right. one that we did is on narrative use in psychological warfare. So narrative Ooh. warfare is what they refer to it and that'll be the and it's own. where
3: like they exploit your culture by putting their propaganda message in terms they know already has like a oh. template in your brain like, it's like an archetype
2: switching yeah. they
3: just and they're yeah, like yeah. and and so we are doing this now we're doing that because i mean after all if somebody's really um traumatized by gunshots that's going to be a powerful thing to sure. use. And it's like right. it,
1: yeah. and you talk about dominating <laughs> people through narratives
2: uh, yeah that's so, so what's that rockfin.com/ Propaganda report. propaganda report yeah rockfin right. is
1: like okay, a combination yeah. of youtube and netflix where you pay a subscription price for the creator that you sign up for but then you get access for all of the creators on the platform oh, you that's that's should do
3: it i mean Very you should cool. do it you've got the uh and i mean we it just doesn't got, look like we're gonna get torn, we got, got our first
2: so. uh, our first youtube strike with oh, yeah, well, they, you
3: don't get a lot of those just yeah. fyi so that's why we only oh it wasn't a strike it was the, it was band. our
0: first warning but uh, warning. let's, let's okay. not bring up bring up what it it was that we were talking about yeah um, <laughs> but uh yeah well
3: if it wasn't the uh, pockets then <laughs> no 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 <laughs> they, they have had, no had problem a video with that. taken
0: down from four years ago <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah
2: they, they, they will those, go back they'll save you the it, when they want to get, when they want to get us, they can just go through our old stuff and say, "Well, this pockets guy." Yeah.
3: <laughs> to get exact, I got a warning for a video before it actually uploaded.
1: Right. During wow. the
3: upload process. Yeah, well, you I, know, that's how you wait, get
1: the warning ad before you even clicked upload. They're like, be careful about what you're about to do. <laughs> the
3: phone yeah. rang. The phone rang. I was yeah. like,
2: are you sure yeah. you don't you do this? Dare. <laughs> don't upload that fucking video. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, Skype. That
3: has happened to you, something like
2: that. you know, Skype provides real time subtitles on your calls. So everything wow. you everything yeah. you say is being subscribed, whether it, it transcribed, whether you're looking at the wow. subtitles or not. And that's searchable. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's what's and so, so alg- algorithmal.
3: So if you're afraid of that, what we do is Rockfin has free stuff and pay stuff. So we put all of these kind of videos up Rockfin free. The only thing we charge for are those like little mining for gold that Binkley does. And then he does it it specifically to trigger me. So that's also kind of amusing. But the but the but the free stuff is where like you could just use it like YouTube. And then um, if other people watch it, you get like a couple bucks. But it's really it's a great I, I just feel safe there
1: yeah so, yeah they, they uh seem to be kind of protection against getting censored that's how, that's yeah. how we understand it anyway and a lot of people are uh, that we know that are in the alternative media have channels over there and i think that's where a lot of it's going to go with with youtube just kicking people off yeah. that that's, that's my be last paywalls
3: that's the this is the only move i'm going to make then it's just going to be to like a website
1: yeah, newsletters yeah. and hard copies host your own videos
3: yeah, yeah, we're gonna have him, the yeah. town hall meetings. <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely, I'm gonna. But for now, this is fine. But and if um, they go, it's all over. How about you guys? Since this is technically a swap cast. Oh yeah, well before that, not not uh, is there any social media <laughs>
0: accounts you want to? Uh, you guys want our people
3: to follow? At Monica Perez Show is pretty much where I spend most of my time at, uh, on Twitter. <laughs> twitter what was that yeah. At freedom
1: act radio on twitter we're both still yeah. on twitter for now anyway Sweet. yeah
3: yes i learned my lesson i've been deplatformed several times and i just i actually don't even know why i'm still up yeah. there but I, they do like the activity surrounding my tweets like i got good at figuring out when this would be good and people would talk to that it's just like gone like they i ghosted myself or something they ghosted me completely Yeah. so get, you have I, to find me
2: i get no i get no action on, on twitter with it with with the show account uh but it could be
3: the name yeah it could also be
0: (laughs) your boomer your mad online boomer (laughs) tweeting
2: yeah i do do boomer tweet a lot
0: yeah
3: (laughs) i mean i assume you are men but uh, not i thought it said homies at
0: first
1: and i was like homies and then oh doesn't say homies Uh, and we're gay for history
3: yeah there um,
2: you yeah, go i yeah. love it There's nothing wrong yeah. with that yeah i'm actually gay <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, well then
3: <laughs> does it doesn't doesn't mean you're allowed to say it
2: no, no they don't well, they
3: might not like that i have
2: a pass <laughs> yeah. um so, so, yeah. but
0: anyway for the audio version of our show uh check out www.historyhomos.com or you know wherever you find podcasts um and uh, for the video version of our show uh you can uh you can just go to the link tree in any, on any of our social media bios. Uh, we have odyssey, uh, we have BitChute, uh, we have YouTube and we also post everything on our telegram channel. Um, uh, which is uh, where you can get to. Uh, Telegram is great, by the way. If you guys don't already have one for your show, you really need to get into it. Um, and we have an awesome group chat. Uh, and our channel is called as tme History Homos. And uh, the group chat is tme History Homos Chat. Um, and you can follow us across social media at History Homos Pod. And you can follow me on Instagram at Scott Lizard Abrams. And as I said before, the link tree is in there. You can get all of our stuff there. Super easy. And what do you ev- do on Telegram? What is that platform use for? I know it's encrypted. It's a chat. It's, a- it's like a chat app, but it's it's meant for specific group discussions of different topics, like
3: Discord, a little bit.
0: Very similar, but it's way better yeah. than Discord. Uh, right. You can it's on uh, your you
2: phone. can it'll actually host your me- so it, it when I first tried it years ago, uh, it it was basically just a messaging app.
0: Yeah, like WhatsApp.
2: Uh, but it's now, it, they've made it open source and they've got loads of obviously really incredible people working on it because the, it does, it replaces a Facebook page. You can put, it, you can host your, your, so you can have a, a channel which replaces YouTube and the Facebook page, except, you know, you're not as easy to find on Telegram. That's the only thing. But then when, once you've got a number of users that they can share your content in other, chats that they're in and stuff like that quite easily so it's 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 a little bit of everything but it's mm. it's just it's by far the best thing i've ever seen i don't even like social media but i love telegram
3: yeah are you worried about them just you putting all this work into it investing in a community and then them taking it down or are you really not worried about that at this
2: well point? it might get to, apparently it's some russian billionaire that owns it and uh it's head they, centered in dubai yeah they keep move. they keep moving it to avoid really Legal stuff, yeah. It, it, this guy's like a they're like the Russian Pirate Bay of shitster, yeah. yeah. Hmm. And he, uh, so they have everything's everything's distributed across uh, global uh, different global server sites. So, like, and they've never handed any any data over to any government. So they say, and even if they wanted to, they they would be very difficult because they'd have to get court orders against them from multiple jurisdictions yeah so because the
3: only reason i didn't foray into that is that i thought it would be just another waste of like another yeah put all your effort into that and then it's gone
2: when they launched it it was terrible it was useless but this this i mean i i don't know how sustainable Hmm. it is just because somebody's putting a lot of money into it and like this guy whether he's doing it out of the goodness of his heart or just because he's got so much money and he just wants to say fuck you to the globalists or I maybe he's gonna sell it to
3: microsoft
2: yeah, maybe, but yeah. that's it yeah. but we'll
0: just move on to something else we're nomads yeah. we, this is what we right. do okay yeah. yeah uh but yeah it's it's great and, and we use it like you can ask i mean if you get in there we got uh, a great group of guys who are in there we talk all day we share and you know memes we share articles with each other share videos and it's a good time. So, uh, yeah, I really recommend that. And again, the group chat is t.me slash chat. And uh, I don't know if I said it before, but if you have an email uh, or a question, comment, or concern, email me at historyhomos at gmail.com. Uh, William, what do you want to say to the dudes and dudes thats before we get out of here?
2: Take the road spill. Later, homos.
5: TV screens of my memories just as waves of apathy. I'm a broken piece of what I used to be. I lost my mind when I was lost in dreams. I'm wide awake but I can't wake up. I hear you loud and clear. But you might
4: break up, cause this isn't real, I don't exist. Turn off tune
5: now before you lose it. I'm an MK Ultra Victor There's poison in my system I'm an MK ultra victim. we uh.